Welcome back to the playoff edition of the Five Spot. I know you've been waiting on this episode because so much has happened uh, from last weekend. And then obviously the, the pouring of snow down in Buffalo, but the Buffalo Bills did not disappoint. I'm so excited to talk a little bit of football and maybe we'll get some basketball for Armando to look confused all game. But more importantly, let's dive right into it. We had a lot of big games that happened over the weekend. The Detroit Lions uh, the against the Rams, the Dallas Cowboys against the Green Bay Packers. Uh, then we had the Philadelphia Eagles in Tampa, Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. So exciting. Let's dive into that Philadelphia-Tampa Bay Bucks game where the total confusion has just started to happen. What's going to happen now? And at this particular point, for me being an alum of the Philadelphia Eagles, the answers were definitely not there because I told them to run the football weeks ago, and it still did not happen. But what happens with Nick Sirianni? Uh, is this one that Jeffrey Lurie has to make a decision going forward? Uh, are names in the hat to be brought in for interviews? Or will he have to make tough decisions and readjust his coaching staff? Armando, when you look at where we are right now for Philadelphia's sake, struggling in the last seven weeks of the season and then putting up that performance that we've seen in Tampa. Do you move on from Nick Sirianni? And what do you think happens next year for the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, so the Philadelphia Eagles are no more because the team you just saw on the field last night lay an enormous, terrible ostrich-sized egg <laughs> Um, they're, they're done. That team is going to go away and disappear into history. The center, Jason Kelsey, is retiring. He told his teammates after the game that he was leaving. He didn't talk to reporters after the game. He was obviously emotional. The questions of everyone in that press conference afterward, the question for Nick Sirianni, the question for Jalen Hurts was, is Nick Sirianni your coach? And Nick, are you worried about your job? And I would refer you back to the shots of owner Jeffrey Lurie in his in his uh, suite uh, as the <laughs> Tampa Bay. Like this. <laughs> well, that was his best. That was his best look. The other look was. That that look and <laughs> that it was just a defeated, disbelieving, disappointed, mm -hmm. upset, angry right. owner. And typically when that is the reaction after or and during a playoff game, right. He those emotions get taken out on other people, <laughs> and I do believe uh, he is going to do that. If it doesn't rise, Donovan, to Nick Sirianni losing his job, and people are saying, "How is that possible?" He was in the Super Bowl last year. How not could he possibly year. be fired? Jeffrey yeah, Lurie year. fired Doug Peterson two years after winning a Super Bowl. Just want to put that out there. That's that's what happened. And so Nick Sirianni didn't win the Super Bowl and lost like, you know, six of his final seven games or something like that. 
there will be coaches fired, if not coordinators, then Suriani. But at le- the very least, there's going to have to be changes at the coordinator level on that team. And brother, I got to tell you, Jalen Hurts has regressed. I just, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not. You tell me what you saw. Well, I, well for one, I'll, I'll put it out there and say I don't think Nick Sirianni uh, gets fired. Uh, I think I do think what they will sit down and talk about because you got to remember who's tied to Nick Sirianni. That would be Howie Roseman, the GM that everyone loves. That thought, oh, he has the magic touch, and oh, I tell you, this Howie Roseman, he's going after everyone uh, to win now, and. And Howie Roseman is more on the hot seat to me than Nick Sirianni. But getting back to Nick Sirianni, yes, there will be changes. I think Brian Johnson will, will become a head coach in the NFL somewhere. Uh, defensive coordinator, I think Patricia will be fired. Uh, and Desai will be, be fired as well. So offense and defense, he will have to go out and get new offense and defensive coordinators. Uh, there will be an adjustment by position coaches on his staff. Uh, so I think before cutting and releasing and firing uh, Nick Sirianni, there will be adjustments that he's going to have to make going forward from his coaching staff. Now, as far as Howie Roseman, I think Howie Roseman's on the hot seat. Now, when you look at the players, I think they're going to have to make a decision with the three. Fletcher Cox, obviously Brian Brandon Graham, and then you just mentioned – uh, Kelsey, Jason Kelsey, deciding to retire. Uh, they're going to have to make adjustments with the old guys and, and decide to get some young talent in there. Um, although going forward, I think you have to look at the young talent that they drafted. You know, the the whole Georgia Bulldog defensive staff or defensive line, they're going to have to play better. Carter's going to have to play better. You know, Big Davis is going to have to play better. Uh, Smith is going to have to play better. Uh, they're going to have to go and find linebackers. They're going to have to go and find safeties. Offensive, you know, questions are are going to be how long are they going to keep this offensive line uh, this way? Because their offensive line, even though they're one of the top offensive lines in the league, they didn't play well in the last nine, eight, nine weeks. Uh, and then, obviously, Jalen Hurts. What do you do to get Jalen Hurts back on track? Number one, I've been saying this for weeks, run the football. The reason that they were in the position that they were last year is because they led the league in rushing. And that was from the running game with Miles Sanders. I think he had almost 1,200 yards rushing or or something to that effect. Jalen Hurts was up there with about 600 yards rushing or so. Um, Gainwell was running the football. So they led the league in rushing. Another thing that they led the league in was sacks. They had over 70 sacks. I think it was a record uh, for the NFL last year. So everyone seems like they were teeing off on quarterbacks. They were close to last in sacks. In rushing, they were not even mid-pack. They were past mid-pack of of the NFL. So they have to find a formula to get back to what they were because this is not an ultra-talented team that they can just sit back and drop, throw the football 35, 40 times a game, decide to run the football 18 to 23 times a game. No, it doesn't work that way because they're not built that way. So I think going forward, I'm going to put the onus more on uh, Howie Roseman and then it's going to be more of Nick Sirianni's staff. So I don't think Nick's go goes anywhere. So let's uh, l- let's drill down on that because 
you you mentioned uh, Brian Johnson getting a head coaching job. Why? <laughs> he's one of the he's one of the hot names right now as far as young coaches that that uh are on that that task of becoming a head coach. Ooh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I, I I get you, but. I don't see that offense producing. They were 0 for 11 on third down. They had zero answers in game for Todd Bowles' blitzes. By the way, great job by Todd Bowles last night. Um, that They've scored the fewest points that they have scored, nine, since 2021. In the biggest game that they have had, uh, you know, this season. And so, uh, and, and oh, by the way, on the other side, wow, uh, that unit has given up 30 points or more in, in, um, in five of the last seven, uh, of the last eight games that they have played. Uh, I've got a lot of numbers in my head and I'm not a numbers guy. <laughs> I'm trying to get the numbers out as quickly as possible so that I could continue to put words in there instead. Um, so I, I just see, I, I just see like, they don't, they lost their identity, Donovan. They I don't, don't even know have... what their identity was, Armando. I don't, from the beginning of the season, remember we talked about it because there were the first seven games of the season. We couldn't figure out one is Jalen Hurts hurt. To the the conversation between AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts that now changed where it became the focus more being AJ Brown. Then they go to a spill where they can't seem to get anything going in the first half of games. Their first fifteen plays are awful. Uh, they're they're going in at halftime and then have to fight back in the second half to win games. Where now they're ten and one, and we're still trying to figure out what type of football team this is. And to be honest with you, the whole year has been in question. You know, and so it caught up to them at the wrong time of the season, and that being the later part of the season. And now we're here trying to figure out what's next for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they're 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 corners. They're, oof, no, sorry, no, uh, not good enough. Bradbury has always been the diamond and... girl. Remember the diamond girl. I told you, remember the diamond girl, you make sure you send that limo, send the limo and flowers, make sure you get them there happy because you want to see them at the game. And that's what everybody has done. And and listen, I've, I've been watching the, this game and I've been really focusing on, because Slay was out for a couple weeks with the knee surgery. And so I'm watching it. Everybody's going after Bradbury. And remember, we talked a little bit about Hey, you know, they used to play man. They bring pressure. They couldn't play man anymore because you don't have Slay on the other side. So who do they go after? They go after Bradbury. And so who did they go after yesterday? Because that game really, to be honest with you, and I'm a scary fact, that game would have been a blowout by halftime if Tampa would have caught the football. They had five or six drops. The tight end had about three to four. And then Mike Evans had a deep ball that was walking into the end zone. On who? On Bradbury. And so that's the thing about this is you have to make decisions from a personnel standpoint, you know, when it comes going forward. 
So let's let's do this. You're Jeffrey Lurie, yeah. which means you are now an old old guy with a with billions of dollars. Congratulations. You're doing <laughs> and you're not a happy camper today. <laughs> what are you doing to fix this team? What are you demanding and what action are you taking? Well, first I, I need to sit I need to sit Howie Roseman down um and have a conversation with him as far as what is your plan going forward? If you're here back at this position, at the GM position, and we decide to keep you and Nick Seriani because you're tied together, what is the plan going forward? And I need I need at least eight to ten things that make me feel confident that okay, we're going we're gonna go in this right direction. And how much is that gonna cost me? Because you're gonna have to go free agent route. You're gonna have to cut probably about six players being four of them on defense. One of them you just paid and that being Bradbury. Uh, and then the safety position, you just let both of your safeties walk uh, with Carter Johnson and I think Epps. Both of them were, became starters, I think, with the Raiders and then Detroit. Uh, your linebacking core hasn't been the same for the last couple years because all your linebackers have been gone. Uh, your defensive line, you kept two of the old guys and Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, and the young guys didn't step up like you thought they would, being Jordan Davis and Nolan Smith. Uh, Carter had Carter had a decent rookie year where he was an alternate on Pro Bowl, but your rotation. Williams played well in that game, but no one knows who Williams is. Uh, and so the list goes on. And then offensively, I need to know what we're going to do to make my quarterback look better and for us to play better on offense. And so after I talked to... Uh, Howie Roseman, I need to sit down and talk to Nick Sirianni. What what are you going to show me or what what is going to be different that's going to make me keep you here? Because right now, and the whole thing is the public cry. In Philly, oh, they're coming down hard. They're going to be outside the facility. They're going to probably have signs. It's going to be talked about on WIP. It's going to be talked about on, on other sports networks. Uh, if Nick Sirianni is going to be fired or not. So if Jeffrey Lurie bites into the public cry or he puts his foot down and makes his decision, and that's Jeffrey Lurie. If, if I was Jeffrey Lurie, one, I would kick, uh, keep Nick Sirianni, but then also I would I would put fire under Howie Roseman. Very good. So also I would put fire, wouldn't you, under Jalen Hurts because it's not <clears> – <throat> Look, first of all, Todd Bowles lit him up last night. Uh, he could not answer on on blitz uh, downs. He didn't have, for whatever reason, answers. Uh, and I don't know if that was a lack of preparation by the Eagles. You're facing Todd Bowles, who blitzes every other down. You need to have answers. For what? The Blitz, which is what what he does. And they had none. Uh, they were 0 for 11 on third down. Did I mention that? Third down. Yeah. 0 for 11. And so there's that. But also there's this attitude thing that the Philadelphia papers have been uh, reporting on. Look, I, I get it. He is... Uh, Jalen Hurts is his own man. 
and he feels like he has to carry himself his own way. And that's fine when you're winning, but when you're losing and you're being aloof and you're being kind of, uh, you know, keeping people away and you're, and you're not saying what you mean uh, and, and doing what you say, people start to wonder. And I think that requires a little bit of an attitude adjustment uh, to where's his leadership. Dude, we're sitting there. They, they cut to a shot on the sideline yesterday. And was it Goddard who was like, you know, doing this and doing that. And Jalen's just like sitting there listening to him. And I have no idea what was said, but I have an idea about the body language being wrong because he's the quarterback. He's the leader. If Goddard is complaining, the answer is, hey, sit down and solve the problem. Don't complain about it. That's the answer. Uh, and I didn't see that a whole lot uh, yesterday, and I haven't seen it a whole lot this year either, where there's been questions about what's going on on that sidelines and guys upset about this or that. Hey, man, if you're upset, be part of the answer, not part of the problem. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against that because obviously playing the position and I was more I wouldn't say stoic, um, but when you dialed in, uh, you know I don't I don't get into the antics. Obviously, people will remember uh, me back and forth with To on the sideline versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, or uh, you know having conversation with a lot of different guys, but. You know, on the sideline as a quarterback, we got too much to 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 worry about and focus in on. Besides sitting there slamming our helmet and, and as Tom Brady did, throw the, and throw and break the iPad and do all that other garbage. That's not what a quarterback is. Now, as far as his energy and and his persona or how he goes about his business, I mean, everybody's different. Everybody's different. You know, Peyton Manning had his way and. You know, he would talk to the offensive line or whatever it may be, but he would sit down and start looking more at, at the video. You know, Tom Brady, everybody. You know, Joe Joe Burrow sits down and, and goes over things while while Jamar Chase is upset he's not getting the ball. T. Higgins is upset he's not getting the ball. So, you know, he's not going over there to try to pat him on the back. Prime example. I mean, C.D. Lamb was, wasn't getting the ball in the beginning of the game. Who's over there talking to him? McCarthy. Who's over there talking to him? Dak Prescott. What happened in that game? You start trying to feature CD, and then things start to go wrong. Uh, and so I, I just think for quarterbacks, it's a lose-lose situation when you're winning and, you know, you're approaching it the way you do and with your personality, you know, it's fine. Everybody's always so serious. I love the way he approaches. He's such a professional. But as soon as things start going wrong, it's, ah, oh, he needs to get up and slap people in the helmet, headbutt people, get pissed off. I want to see something different from him. And it's like, wait a minute, on just not even a year ago, y'all were loving the way his approach and his cliches and, and the way that he talked in the media. Uh, and he's all about business. And then now all of a sudden is I need him to be a little bit more, you know, assertive and, and start yelling at people and be a little bit pissed off. And it's, that's kind of contradicting everything. And so I just think going forward, I mean, he is who he is at this point. What does he have to do? He has to play better. At the end of the day, Nick Sirianni's got to coach better. They got to be more prepared. 
And they got to get better talent. They have to get better talent going forward. Now, I don't. I didn't say he needs to yell at people. I I said he needs to lead, uh, and a leader, you know, a very great leader, leads as simply as, "Hey, sit down. We're we're not doing this here. We're done. Sit down." Armando, That's- does it really just go to that? Just sit down. Have a seat. Relax. Okay. I'm busy here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's what that's what you're gonna get. I mean, okay. I mean, dude, I mean, some guys have that. I don't know. I, look. There's a there's a respect, there's a respect value from the players yes. to him. There's a major respect to him. Uh the way that he approaches, the way he prepares, uh, the way he goes about his business. That team really and truly respects him and defends Jalen. And and rightfully so. Uh, you know, I know how he prepares. I know he's in that building early. I know he's in that building late. So they see him putting in that work and effort. Uh, so I don't I don't think that it's it's one in which all of a sudden, and I've been there, where all of a sudden now rumblings start coming out from players uh talking about Jalen and and doing all of this because of the the you know, throw it's not me. I play great, you know, it's not me. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, who are you talking about? You know, then now Jalen's got to answer those questions throughout the offseason. So uh, I, I just going forward, I just think for the Philadelphia Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie's got to make a big, big decision. And so as we continue to move move on, as far as decisions are concerned from Jeffrey Lurie, I mean, what do you think about the Dallas Cowboys at this point? Jerry Jones has to make decisions as well about his quarterback, about his head coach. Uh, they just, I guess one of the player personnel guys that were up for, I think a GM job or one of the assistant GMs were up for other jobs and he decided to retain him. Uh, what happens now with, with this offense, what happens with this defense that didn't show up in the game against green Bay? Cause green Bay looked like it was like playing Tecmo bowl when you pick the wrong defense and Bo Jackson and Thurman Thomas and Walter Payton are running up the, up the sideline up top. And you just can't stop them. So what happens now in Dallas for you, Armando? I would be surprised if the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry Jones, the decision maker and owner and uh, the the guy who is ultimately going to have the last word, I would be surprised if they keep uh, head coach Mike McCarthy. And you know what? I agree. I would agree with that because, look, They've been 12 and five each of the last three years yeah. under Mike McCarthy. And that's, that's a very good, good result. The problem is, and we've talked about it in Dallas, the result of the, of the regular season is academic at this point. Right. Jerry Jones believes that he has put together a roster that is capable and indeed worthy of going to the Super Bowl. He wants to get back there. I didn't say he necessarily must win the Super Bowl, but he's got to get there because, let's face it, that's a roster that should be able to get very close, if not in. Um, and what you have in Mike McCarthy is a guy that just, his his career arc is one that he had one year where he took a 10 and 16 that got unbelievably hot at the end 
into the Super Bowl and they won it with Aaron Rodgers. Right. But you know what? The next year they were 15 and one in the regular season and got bounced one and done in the wild card round. And he wasted Aaron Rodgers. He wasted Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he had years where they were 13 and three, one and done. 15 and one, one and done. It was like he, the guy in the postseason somehow, as big as he is, he shrivels uh, and, and his teams shrivel. And I, I'm just, I, I, I'm sorry. I, and, and what I would say to you is he wasted Aaron Rodgers and now he's wasting the Dallas Cowboys roster. They're wasting time. Their window isn't going to be open forever. It's time to go. And especially, especially when you have Bill Belichick available, Pete Carroll available, Mike Vrabel available. You're not just going out there and going, well, let me find some young rookie coordinator, you know, guy and see if it works. You, you have the possibility and the ability to go ahead and find a known product. And if I was the Dallas Cowboys, I would reach for one of those known products. So let me get this right. He wasted Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers didn't play well in the playoffs either. So I would, and so if he wasted Aaron Rodgers, is he wasting Dak Prescott? Because everyone's coming down on Dak Prescott. Is Dak Prescott's got to go? He's overrated. I uh, should have never gave him that money. And you look at, you talk about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers didn't play well in the playoffs either. And so I, I look at it in a sense. Now, now, am I with you as far as them, you know, firing McCarthy? Yes. I, Jerry Jones definitely listens to the public cry and he listens to, through the media. And, and it's an easy way out for him to go and get him a new coach. Will he go out and get him a, a, a big name head coach? Yeah, he's not going to go and get one of these young studs like, uh, you know, the offensive coordinator from uh, the Detroit Lions or, you know, he's not going to go out and go get one of them young Jason Garrett type of guys. And if he does, then that means he's just going to put the strings behind him like he had Jason Garrett and he's going to sit there and just be the puppet master. And you're going to have to do this, as I tell you. Uh, don't do this. I don't like you doing that. Uh, and no one's going to go for that. But let's be honest with that being said, if he brings Bill Belichick in or he brings Pete Carroll in, you think they're going to go with all of this uh, restrictions and all the things that these guys want to do as much as they've run and owned and, and been uh, kind of the guy that can go grocery shopping, as Bill Parcells says, and, and he puts his grocery list up and go gets his groceries? You think they're going to allow Jerry Jones to just be all in the media after the game, having his press conference before he even addresses the media? I don't think so. And so I just think for the Dallas Cowboys at this particular point, they have a lot of decisions to make because, number one, the GM is Jerry Jones. <laughs> and number two, it's easy for him to have McCarthy walk because he's the one that held McCarthy hostage pretty much and kept him there that extra day, I think, when Caldwell was was coming in. Uh, and he decided to hire McCarthy because he can help 
do anything that he wants them to do, and he's going to do it. So, yeah, they're going to have to make decisions, and then they're probably going to have to make a decision on Dak if they're going to get him a new contract extension or decide to trade Dak because of what the public cry is talking about. Mike McCarthy has been at the Dallas Cowboys for four seasons now. One playoff win in the first round, and then out. One playoff win in four seasons. Not good enough as to whether bigger names would go for the Jerry Jones, quote unquote, antics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, they would. Bill Parcells went for it. Bill Parcells is Bill Belichick's mentor. And Bill Belichick would go for it. He would go for a team that that doesn't give him personnel rights. You know why I know that? Because he offered to step back from those in New England because he just yesterday finished an interview in Atlanta where he would not have personnel control. Uh, He would have some input, but not control. And so... Yeah, and, and Pete Carroll isn't that guy where he has to be, you know, over the entire macro micromanaging everything. If Jerry Jones wants to talk out there while I'm talking in here, that's fine because Pete Carroll, yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> you know, so he's got that California vibe and he's good with it as long as his team runs the ball plays destructive defense and wins, which is what he's done most of his time with the Seattle Seahawks. Mike Vrabel's not going to go somewhere, especially not the Dallas Cowboys, and say, I have to have personnel control because, Mike Vrabel, you'll be collecting a check from the Tennessee Titans instead, and that's it, and you won't be coaching the Cowboys. So absolutely Uh, you know, those guys would go for it. What I saw over the weekend, Donovan, was Matt LaFleur wipe the floor with Mike McCarthy. And by the way, the guy that you said he didn't perform in the playoffs, you're absolutely right. Aaron Rodgers didn't perform in the playoffs. Who ran that offense? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, Mike McCarthy. Well, uh, um, they had a few offensive coordinators that became head coaches in Green Bay. One went to Miami. uh, You know, the other one, was it Hackett? Mm, He became a head coach, too. Uh, So, I I just, I I don't know. How'd that go? uh, (laughs) How'd that go? And how'd that go in Miami? Well, the same same goes for Bill Belichick with his offensive staff and defensive staff that ended up becoming head coaches. Didn't go anywhere. Uh, so, you know, I, I just think for all of this, all of these decisions going forward from these NFC East teams, it's it's not going to it's not going to fare well for players. Yeah. Well, you know, everybody wants the ring that he got. Uh, but, you know, when they left. Yeah. But when they left, they didn't do anything. So I, I just I just think for Pete Carroll, I think Pete Carroll takes a takes a year or so off. Uh, I don't know if he gets right back into coaching. Um, I think Bill Belichick, uh, yes, I think he's still looking to coach. I think he had an interview a couple days ago in Atlanta. 
Um, I don't know if Atlanta's a great fit for him, to be honest with you. Uh, I, I look at, you know, like you talked about, who's surrounded with great players. And you would have that, obviously, in Dallas. You would have that, what happens in Philadelphia. Uh, the list goes on. <clears throat> but I, I look at it as it's for for where we are with the Dallas Cowboys, them losing. The Green Bay Packers and the way they play. You bring up Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur and this young team, and, and it's funny you brought up Aaron Rodgers. Well, everyone it seems like in, in the world was coming down on Jordan Love. Oh, he doesn't have it. It was a wasted pick. Uh, look at him. He's struggling. He's holding them back. Their average age, I think, is like 25 years old. Uh, they have a receiving core of all young talent that which Aaron Rodgers had when he was there. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're elevating their game and, and making great plays. Dodds, uh, Watson, you know, Davis, all these guys are, are making great plays. Musgraves at tight end, you know, the list goes on. Uh, and for us to sit back and not really give them praise, I think really overlooks the promise that we've seen from Jordan Love and that football team. Do they have a chance versus San Francisco? The the Green Bay Packers season is already a stupendous success, okay? Because you mentioned the youth of that roster, the youth of the quarterback, the youth of the team. They have blossomed almost like a year early. And it took them a minute because they weren't great early in the season. Right. They're pretty good now, and they're in the divisional round, and they're playing pretty good. Right. And that – roster is going to you know sort of marinate over the offseason and come back better i think you mentioned right. their wide receivers their pass catchers young jordan love has gotten it now is he is he fully there probably not, not. yeah but right he's, but, he's climbing he's climbing dang. <laughs> right yes <laughs> Um, so, so I, it was stunning what they were able to do to the Cowboys. Um, right. and, and so I'm not saying they're going to beat San Francisco. They might lay an egg at San Francisco, but you know what? You're right. Nobody thought that they'd get that far that right. fast and they have, and that makes it already a spectacularly successful season for them and watch out for the Green Bay Packers going forward because I, I I get the feeling that they believe in Jordan Love now True. and they believe in their young receivers and, you know, their general manager, Brian, uh, Brian Gutenkunst. Gutekunst, yeah. Uh, Goody. Goody. Um, Goody. Goody. <laughs> yeah, he's done a good job. He's yeah. done a very good job. And I, I that's off. So let, let's keep it in that mode because, you know, here in this, this last part, let's give let's give a little credit out in Buffalo at Orchard Park or uh, out in the, the cold Buffalo, New York. Brady has definitely changed this offense around where they've become more of a run, play action, allow, allow Josh Allen to get the ball out quickly where he's not trying to do everything. For this Buffalo Bills team, Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl pretender? No, yeah. So 
obviously they're they're still in the playoffs, so they're contending and and I think they've won like seven straight now. Mm-hmm. That's uh, five percent playing- chance after they lost to uh, Philadelphia that game. Uh, people said they had a five percent chance of making the playoffs, according to the five spot analytics department. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. More math. Yuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, no, yeah. So they're playing Kansas City, right? And and they're hosting Kansas City, and they beat Kansas City earlier this season. Right. So it's looking good for them. I still don't like their waves because right. they play in waves. They True. look unbeatable one minute, and then ooh, ooh, it's like they forgot the game is not over yet, and they kind of fall off. Um, the, the, the takeaway I had from that game and the most interesting thing to me was on the other side of the ball and what happens now with Mike Tomlin. Yes. I was going to go to that. Right. Um, uh, Mike Tomlin after the game, uh, final question of his press conference that lasted all of three minutes. Yeah. (laughs) 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 He's like, Very good. Yes, that's exactly what he did. Uh, Mike, let's get this right. Mike, you have one year left on your contract. (laughs) That's exactly how it went. Yeah. That's exactly how it went. And so the the question kind of hovers. I don't believe Mike Tomlin wants to stop coaching. I don't believe he wants to leave the Pittsburgh Steelers. Correct. I believe uh, he wants to get paid. And when you don't... Yes, absolutely. When you don't give a team security in a contract year, uh, he's got one year left. So typically what happens is teams, you know, extend a year before the contract runs out so everybody knows... We have stability. When you want to be paid and you want leverage, even though you don't want to leave, you say what? I think I'm going to think about this. I'm going to sit and and talk to my family. Yeah, I'm going to sit and talk to my family. And that's exactly what Mike Tomlin's doing. Exactly. Let me play devil's advocate real quick. Uh, Just before we end the show, Mike McCarthy had three, four winning seasons in Dallas. But he's yeah. talking about, they're thinking about getting fired. Him. So now I go to Pittsburgh. And remember, what do we say? He had one playoff win uh, in, in his, his tenure there with uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Mike Tomlin hasn't won many, very many playoff games either in the last couple of years, but he's had winning seasons. Oh my God. I'm just saying in the last, in the last, Last part, not he's won the Super Bowl obviously with Ben and and all of that, but hasn't had very many playoff wins after when Ben was pretty toward the end, and then these last couple of years. Now, don't I'm not saying that he should be fired. I think he's he's deserving of an extension, a big extension, and him being still being the coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm not saying that, but I'm just putting that out there for you. Um, hasn't hasn't won very many playoff games. 
toward the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career to where we are now. And then we look in, I'm just throwing Mike McCarthy out there because we already did him on the show, talked about him on the show. So um, Mike McCarthy has an all-pro quarterback. Was Ben Roethlisberger an all-pro quarterback at age 37, 38, 39? No, no, he wasn't. Uh, his arm was messed up and he couldn't move and he wasn't that guy. He was winning on experience. Is Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, or Mason Rudolph, the red-nosed quarterback, are they all pro quarterbacks? Are they pro bowl quarter? Are they good? We don't know. And so that's why I can't equate one to the other. Correct. I was just throwing that out there because we talk about the Cowboys with, you know, with yeah. a little bit. Uh, I would I would take Mike Tomlin as my coach. Correct. Uh, every single day. Correct. Uh, over, especially over Mike McCarthy. All the respect in the world for Mike McCarthy in the regular season, but you're not that guy in the postseason. And this other dude, he's won two Super Bowls. He takes solid rosters and turns them into winning rosters that right. he's never had a losing season right in the winnings in the in the regular season i was just bringing up the playoffs you know at this particular point mike mike tomlin is well deserving of the extension and should not be uh fired by any means or even talked about being fired uh going forward but let's go ahead and wrap the show up at this particular point we got a, another explosive show as we recap uh, the games coming up on Thursday and talk about the games this weekend. I'm so excited. Armando's fired up. You can tell his neck, that vein in his neck is starting to rise because he's getting so excited. Oh, not the vein in the forehead. Uh-oh, watch out. Uh, join us here Thursday at the five spot. We'll have a lot more to give you, and I know you're ready to get it.